and thank you for tuning in to Listen Up with B. Rye. Hey. A. K. And E to the B. Hey. So, guys, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, we have some exciting announcements to make. Um, our new addition to the Listen Up family, E to the B, has officially joined us. Um, we got new equipment, so audio issues should be resolved. It should be a better show. We're so excited to show you what we have in store for you. So, how was your weekend, E to the B? My weekend was just helping uh, use it up with all the new audio equipment, pretty much. It was just exciting for it to all come in. We can actually see, like, the progress of the show's making. Heck yeah. We're happy to have you here. And, like, thank you for coming over, helping me set up this audio equipment, because it's been a challenge. We <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was over here for about, like, five hours trying to figure it out with you. I thought it was just going to be like an hour-long process, but it just turned out to be a whole day ordeal. I See, I thought that too. I thought we opened the box, plug everything in, and voila, everything was going to sound good, and we were going to be on our way. And then it's like, nope, the mics don't want to work, <laughs> the interface doesn't want to work, the programs don't want to work, and like even today, it's Sunday, by the way, when we're recording, um, I have to message E to the B, and I'm like, uh... It's not working. The um the UBS isn't reading the system. It was it was a hot mess. <laughs> I'm happy we got this together. Just anything with any type of new equipment is just going to come up with a thousand more troubles. You're not lying, and I'm not one like to read instruction manuals or anything like that. I'm just like let's just put it together and like hope for the best. Oh, so you're like plug and play. Yeah, 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 that's me, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that would be the easier way out. But with anything with, like, newer technology, especially with anything with a touchscreen now, it's just, like, you have, like, 50 different prompts going on. Oh, man. I mean, I did watch some YouTube videos, too, just to see, you know, how everything was going to um, come out. Those were useful, but, like, actually having it in front of my face and trying to figure this out, like, if I didn't have you over here, trust me, like, we would still be in the beginning stages. And I'm... Text out Swabby to a um, to a degree, but that was a struggle. So thank you so much, and thank you for coming on, being a part of the show. Like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I'm excited too, and especially like with the new equipment and with E to B joining. Like, I feel like this is going to be an amazing experience, and. I also have to give it up for the people who mess with this equipment on a daily basis because I'm sure, you know, I, I wasn't here to help out, but I'm sure it, it was a pain in the butt and I can only imagine things that, you know, people have to go through on a daily basis working on the stuff. Right. Uh, trust me. I know uh, Bira was thinking about returning it like five different times. <laughs> just like, uh, I'm just going to get my money back, return it. It's not working properly. I... Uh... I, I, I really thought <laughs> that was going to be the case. But you know what? We, we pushed through and we got this. So stick around, everybody, and enjoy the show. Yes. Hope you enjoy. So B, Ryan, E to the B, I was thinking lately about things that I want to accomplish in my life. Basically a bucket list. And so I've come up with a few things that I want to do. One of them is um, I want to go to Germany. I've been wanting to go to Germany for basically almost all my life. Long story short, my grandma, she was born and raised in Germany, uh, Wiesbaden to be exact. 
and I just really, really want to go. Like, both me and my mom, we really want to go and visit where she grew up at and, you know, just visit the country, learn the, the language a little bit more, and, you know, just basically, you know, and take in where my roots came from. So I was wondering if you guys have anything on your bucket list. Yeah. Um, actually, one of my goals or you could say on my bucket list would be to uh, travel alone. Like recently I was able to go to New York with E to the B and that was a big thing that was on my uh, bucket list for a while. And I think next year, hopefully I'm able to go to Japan because I really love the culture. I want to try some of the food and see some of the historical sites and just like take it all in because I've, seen Japanese culture for years but I haven't truly got to experience it and I think by going overseas and going there and seeing the people and everything I definitely think you know I'll get the full experience you'll definitely notice the change really oh yeah most certainly yeah I know everything would probably be like different <laughs> you know not just uh culturally wise but you know scenery because when we went to New York I was I was in awe, like the architect, the uh, the people, just everything about it was just different from um, Louisville in Michigan. Oh yeah, over around, and especially if you go overseas and over to Japan, like I try to explain to you, Tokyo's a little bit bigger than actually NYC. Oh wow. Yeah, just imagine like uh, New York with a lot more food and a lot cleaner streets because they take clean uh, cleanliness very seriously. Gotcha. I wonder how Germany's going to be. Do you have any plans, like, when you want to go to Germany? Um, not exactly. I just know it's something that I probably need to start saving up for as soon as possible. It's because, like I said, it's something that I've been wanting to do for years. But um, speaking of traveling somewhere that I do want to go to, well, I actually have two places that I want to go to um, that are within the United States that I should be able to, you know, accomplish soon um well for one thing i am a huge green bay packers fan oh, i, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah you'll you'll hear me talk about the packers more um as the um football season approaches but yeah i'm like a huge dedicated fan so i would love to go to um green bay wisconsin and watch a um packers game especially if they're playing against the bears because the bears suck <laughs> so you the just bears wanna... suck but even if i can't see the bears you know the packers play against the bears just them playing against any team would be amazing or just simply touring the the stadium and just just being there that it would be so amazing question so are, are you playing the uh try to cheese as well because they're known wisconsin's known for cheese oh yeah i'm gonna be eating a lot of cheese i'm gonna be <laughs> I'm going to buy one of those cheese hats. I'm going to be, like, screaming on the top of my lungs, Go Pack Go! <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm going to get into it. Make sure you bring some cheese back for me and eat to the beat when you do this. I sure will. And also, are you just hoping they play the Bears just so you can just watch a blowout game? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like I said, the Bears suck. <laughs> I have no dog it's, in this it's, fight. It's, it's a fact. It's, I, it's, I don't... A well-known fact, the bears suck. Damn. <laughs> I don't even have a dog in this fight either. I'm just kind of curious. I, I didn't even know there was a team called the Bears. Yeah, Chicago Bears. Yeah. 
Oh, the pa- Packers, right. Packers and the Bears are huge rivals. Um, they play in the NFC North, which includes uh, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. So those four teams are like huge rivals. See, my dad's a, a Lions fan, so oh. uh, you may not like A to the K. <laughs> Sorry, you're a Lions fan. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the other place I want to go to that's here in America is San Diego. That's Um, my birthplace. (laughs) And that's mainly because my brother is living there right now. And I would love to just go there and not only visit him, but just see what he experiences on a day-to-day basis. Because... From what he's told me and from the pictures that I've seen, it is a beautiful area, and I, I just really want to go so bad. So you're more into it just for, like, the scenery? The scenery, the, you know, things to do, spending time with my brother, you know, just, yeah, all of it. From what I remember, um, we stayed in San Diego until I was in, like, second grade, but what I can remember, it's, it's beautiful, the scenery, especially... If you could look out and see the mountain area, like, it's really nice. And the beach. I remember going to the beach. So, you definitely should make that a trip. Yes, and I've also heard the weather is just amazing all year round. It never gets too cold or too hot. You know, it's just perfect weather. So, it's not like Kentucky weather at all. Oh, (laughs) hell no. (laughs) It's not like you experience four seasons in one week. That's Michigan. That is Michigan. I don't know. Kentucky's shaping up to be like that. (sighs) Yeah. I thought, you know, coming down here, I was going to escape it. But nope, more of the same. Maybe pretty much. So, E to the B, what's on your bucket list? Something you want to do or see? Like, one thing I want to really do is try to get a novel officially published. That's one thing on my bucket list. But another one is just uh, pretty much going and meeting my favorite author, Stephen King. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be a hard one to accomplish unless I track them down, kidnap them. <laughs> <laughs> but other besides that, I have already had, uh, hit some of my goals when it comes to my bucket list and pretty soon. That's sweet. Yeah. Nothing is possible to meet Stephen King. I think that would be a possible thing. Especially if he has other novels coming out, he might do a book tour. Yeah, but I probably won't get the interaction that I want. It would probably just like, here, here's your uh, signed book, kid, get out. <laughs> so you want like a one-on-one like conversation with him? Uh, just like a five-minute, just like, hey, I really like your stuff and get out. <laughs> because I could just see myself stumbling over my own face. I, I feel that because one thing on my uh, bucket list too that's similar to yours, I want to release my EP this year. Like I've been out working really hard on music and just trying to get the right songs together and you know if I get signed or get a big enough buzz I'm hoping to work a little count that's on my bucket list and Azalea Banks those are two artists that I really really love and I just really see myself working with in the future so that's that's really cool I think it could happen I'm very optimistic about things like this i think you put it into the universe and you say it and you believe it and it can happen yes and it's i think it's funny because all three of us are really creative in one way or another and so basically something else that's on my bucket list is to get back into art um you know drawing painting just visual art because i was so so passionate about it when i was younger and i feel like i'd lost that passion but i want to get back into it and i eventually 
I would love to have my own website where I can sell my artwork or have my artwork in like a gallery or you know an art show or something I just basically want to get back into the visual art world and like really you know have my name out there and have my artwork out there it's definitely possible like I've seen some of your work and you're a good artist and Thank I you. always say we need AKR out here in the universe I've been saying that for a while <laughs> yes you have <laughs> like what and, do you usually paint just whatever comes to my mind. Um, mostly, I would say, like, landscapes or just... So were you, like, inspired by, like, the Bob Ross era? Just the happy little trees everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, for one thing, I, I do love his artwork, but I'm not necessarily inspired by him. Just just basically whatever comes to my mind because some, some of my paintings are maybe a little bit more abstract. Some of my paintings are, you know, just, like, just whatever comes to my mind, basically. I, there's, it's really hard for me to narrow it down and say I have a particular, you know, subject matter or... Trying to define your style. Exactly, exactly. I don't really have, you know, a particular style. See, this is how I feel about, like, music. Like, I like to do a little bit of everything. Now, you ain't going to be singing because y'all both know I can't sing. But as far as... Um, hip-hop and rap is concerned like i like to rap over like house beats um electric pop records like all kinds of stuff i don't like to be stagnant in my art so i definitely feel where you're coming from where you just want to get a canvas and paint and get this uh picture out so i definitely agree with not being pigeonholed onto like one thing and just expanding exactly I feel kind of like the opposite when it comes to like books because I like to stick to one type of subject matter when it comes to my art. But that's weird. That's like a whole entire different medium. But if you're comfortable with, you know, with that subject matter that you're writing about, then I think you should like push it. Yeah. Because you could always expand doing the same thing. It doesn't have to be like stagnant. Like, oh, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like like with music and paint you can just do so much more. Because good music is and good art is like two different things. You can write you can paint a picture one time and it'll be have a different subject matter and have a whole nother another painting and it'll just have a completely different meaning. Same thing with music. I feel like you, you could expand it with uh, writing. Like if you were writing, you know, horror, you could do a horror romances, horror comedies, there's uh biographies, there's so many things you could do in your genre. It's just if you limit yourself to just purely doing horror and never expanding and, you know, integrating other genres within that where you become stagnant and pigeonhole. Because even Stephen King, he does um, different types and his stuff would be classified mostly as horror or fiction. Well, you do got a point there. Because, I mean, he wrote The Green Mile. Yeah, The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, those. and those are totally opposites of each other. Yeah, dude, you do good. You got a really good point there. And just getting out of your comfort zone, you know, just trying something different, writing something different. It could be, you know, something that, that leads to something that you wouldn't have even expected because that's something that I've learned from art as well, you know, trying to paint something that I didn't think I would be able to really do because it was like too too complicated or too out of my you know discomfort zone so just yeah just going out there and just trying something different but if horror is your strength 
basically do what Brian said and, you know, stick with it, but kind of, for, you know, veer off into, like, a little, like, horror romance or horror comedy or, you know. Right, because you might do one of those and be like, hmm, I'm really good at doing the horror comedy. Let's just try to do the comedy and do a drama comedy. Because, I mean, I, I believe in incorporating all your experiences and your knowledge and using it to catapult yourself to another level. And I believe in you. I believe you can do that. You have the wits, you have the smarts, and you have the skill set. So don't undercut yourself and be like, you know, you feel like you can only do this one. Well, yeah, that's just, this is usually how it feels in the, like, novel community. But also, I'm pretty sure you guys have felt the same thing in the same artist realm. And you guys finally broke out of it. Yeah, it took years for me. It took years because, to be honest, when trapping stuff was coming up and I was doing pop music and I was doing more EDM. Yeah, I was doing it when it wasn't popular. But, you know, you got to have that attitude when you're doing anything creatively. Like, you, you, you got to not care and just do you, do what makes you happy and go for it because I mean everyone's going to be a critic whether you're doing what's popular what's in people are going to have an opinion and sometimes they're going to be good sometimes they're going to be very bad trust me I know because <laughs> I've gotten my ass ripped by a couple critics with my music trust me <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm 100% expecting like critics and everything else like that when it officially releases but hopefully like later on I can just incorporate like as I like develop my skills a little bit more have it just all written down Right. So where are some other things, AK? Well, I have a couple more things. Um, first one is something that I might be able to accomplish this year. I'm not quite sure. And it's something that I'm actually scared of doing. Ooh, <laughs> what is it? Skydiving. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got... She got some balls. <laughs> yeah, you got more balls than me at this point because... <laughs> Oh, but Lord. the thing is, it, it's something that I want to do, but I don't know if I'll actually be able to do it because I might chicken out at the last minute and be like, you know what? I'm not going to jump off this plane after all. I'm just going to stay up here and, and just, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Girl, <laughs> me jumping off a plane, I'm sorry. I'm just imagining myself doing it. It would be a negative no but you know what that is good for you <laughs> but i actually know people who uh skydive and they say it's a fun experience but me being a chicken and scared of heights no thank you y'all will not see b-ride jump out of no plane see i'm i'm an adrenaline junkie so i mean i love roller coasters i'll ride like any and every roller coaster and um i've gone you know cliff diving which is you know diving off a cliff into some water mm-hmm you know, I've jumped, you know, done 20 foot jumps and stuff. And I, it was intimidating at first. Like when I looked down at the water, I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. But I did it anyway. And it was so much fun. So I feel like skydiving is something that I, I really, really want to do. And I would hope I can do it. It's just that I hope I don't chicken out. Girl. Prayer for her. Seriously. <laughs> that just sounds so scary to me, but <laughs> I'm going to root for you and I'm going to say a prayer for you too. I mean, if you do go, let me know. We're going to be like down there just cheering you on. <laughs> right. We need to be recording. <laughs> and then um, another one is um, 
I want to participate in the one chip challenge. Oh, what is that? It's the. Uh, it's supposed to be like a spicy uh, chip. It's supposed to be really hot. These news anchors actually did it last. I think it was last year or the year before. And the lady, she's a Somalian. <laughs> and it didn't affect her because she's like, I've been eating pepper since I was a newborn. And the other guy, <laughs> he he was like, oh my God, you're cheating. He's sitting there just sweating profusely and trying not to uh, let her win. I mean, this sounds like something like all three of us could do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I f- yeah, I feel like that would be I, something that could easily be accomplished this year. Oh my gosh. I guess we're going to do the one chip challenge. You heard it here. First lady yes. and gentlemen, pray for me. <laughs> now, if I die, I'm blaming all of you. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> but on the right side, that sounds better than most other challenges you see on the internet. Yeah, but this is kind of an older challenge. Like, this has been around for a second. Yeah. Oh, like, really? Is it like cinnamon challenge old or? A little after the cinnamon challenge. Let's say, like, okay. what, four, five years old, I think? No, I think it's I think it's around, like, I want to say three to two years old. When it, you know, when it hit TikTok and it became, like, a thing. Okay, if it just hit TikTok, it's just not, yeah, Cinema Challenge Old is, like, six to seven to eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, because that's been around the internet ever since, like, I don't know, the early 2012s is the last one I can remember. Yeah, but, you know, people are getting hurt doing the cinnamon challenge. We have to say that. Yeah. Like, I, not, I would not do that. Yeah, don't do that. It's not worth it. Actually, I have a cousin, a younger cousin, who um, did that challenge and her uh, lungs collapsed. Oh, damn. Really? Yep. Was it just from the coughing or? I'm not sure the specifics of the story, but all I know is her lungs did end up collapsing. She survived, but... It, it that her. Yeah, her lungs. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely be careful doing these challenges. But yes. the one-chip challenge is not going to kill us. Like No. If anything, it, it might make you throw up if you can't handle spicy foods. But I could do spice because I've been I, on yeah. sriracha kick. Like, sriracha is my shit right now. <laughs> and I enjoy spicy foods, too. Yeah, me too. So. Oh, my gosh. I, can't so I, I think all three of us need to do this. I'm mad at I, I really do. for putting us on the spot like this. No, we can't be like, nah. <laughs> now we're going to have to do it, but I'm going to get you back. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, each chip cries in the bathroom later. I regret everything. I mean, we might. Like, I don't like milk like that. So, uh, you know, milk is supposed to, like, cool down your tongues. This is going to be interesting. Actually, surprisingly, like, there's wasn't there, like, a study that says, like, milk actually hurts you more when you, you drink it, when you eat spicy food? I thought it was just supposed to be, like, the only thing you're supposed to drink was water. I thought water was... No, we, we're, we're going to have to research before we put yeah. out this type of information. Yeah. yeah. Because I believe milk is actually supposed to help cool down the um, tongue. Because they were drinking milk. I know eating bread helps, too. I, think. I never heard that one. I've seen people eat bread. I don't know if it actually works, but I've seen them eat, like, slices of bread to try to cool it down. So we're going to have to do some research and get back to you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. And before we end our session, I want to say one of my, um, what's on my bucket list is going to be two things. I want to get married. I'm single currently. Don't have anyone. And I want to, um, buy a house and I think buying a house will probably come before getting married but 
I'm very traditional and I would like to be married. I feel like I'm at an age where it's time to settle down, you know, stop being in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm, I just want something serious and like a commitment, you know, like a best friend who I could be like, let's do this, let's do that. And, you know, he could be like, let's do this, let's do that too. So I'm hoping for that, like in the near future. I guess that's more of a long-term thing on my bucket list, but I definitely want to get married and have a big fancy wedding. I want to be in a horse and carriage, a black stallion. <laughs> <laughs> I have it planned out. It's going to it's going to be extravagant and everyone's going to want to come and I'm going to be like a king. <laughs> definitely invite me. Oh, you know you're gonna be you're gonna be in my way, and you and Evie, <laughs> of course, and my little brother. I just gotta figure out how to incorporate these dogs that I've seen accumulate between Baby and Jordan. <laughs> they can be the ring bears. Oh God! I'm just oh God, to... that'll be like a disaster. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The ring bear ate your ring. Right. Well, Jordan and Jordan do everything but come up. We're like, come here, and he just look at me like. No, you come here. <laughs> you get your ring. Right. I didn't say I was going to do this. Why is the ring bears peeing on the rug? Oh, my God. That's that's both of them. They were, oh, my God. I'm going to figure out something. <laughs> but this is the near future. Near future before you see a B-Ride wedding. <laughs> but the house thing, I could definitely see that being a year or two away. Because when I buy a house, it's going to be a house, not a not a box. A cardboard box? Are you sure about that? That's a good lifestyle to be in. Uh, you can you can really make those boxes fancy. You guys are shady as <laughs> I mean, no. there's, there's nothing wrong with a box. I mean, when I see one of y'all living in a box, I will consider it. I'm not living in a box. There's no way. Anyone who knows me, no, I need opulence. <laughs> I need grandeur. I can't do no damn box. <laughs> Don't worry. You can add another box to your box to add your kitchen. Yeah, I'm just going to live Expand. With, I'm just going to live with uh, AK or E to the B. I'm just going to move in with them with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> be like permanent uh <laughs> house guests <laughs> so our next segment is called what's going on basically we talk about what's going on in the world anything you know any stories that we find that we feel passionate about or we just feel like just talking about getting off our chest and i have noticed that Rai has um found something that he wants to talk about yeah, I found a story that happened out in um, Texas via the Neighborhood Talk blog on Instagram. Um, so this black family had a situation with this nine-year-old white boy. He came knocking at their door looking for their daughter with a whip. Wow. So the story goes <clears throat> that the boy was walking home with a group of kids and the other kids were siblings. They said that he was hitting them with, with his skateboard and he was yelling racial profanities at them and there was a situation with a girl who's the daughter of the uh, family where the boy had hit her prior and her mom told her just like my mom told me in the past um you know someone hit you you hit him back well this time he hit her she hit him back 
and he didn't like it. So he got mad and got a big whip, went to the door, knocking like the police, and hit their door with the uh, whip, as well as damaged their car. We'll get into that in a second. So the mom answers the door, and she told him to get the fuck off of her property, and rightfully so, because if it was, you know anyone else i think he could have lost his life over that because texas is one of those states where if you feel threatened you could get um you have all rights to kill someone but my thing is is the kid like like mentally not all the way there though i'm not sure um i know when they called the police about the situation that was one of the questions the officers asked the um mom about and but how would she know if he's mentally unstable like why would she know that's not her child and why is that something that people tend to go to in these situations when it's dealing with a young white kid? But when it's a black kid or a Latino, we're thugs, gangsters, we don't get that compassion. I, that's the way I feel about it. Well, my angle is just like, that's like way out of behavior. Just way too much for no reason. That right. just seems like it escalated out of nowhere. So I think like some type of mental illness or like not like regular mental illness, like a let's just say autism or something like that. I'm talking about like really mental defect. But I feel like there's a lot of bratty ass kids out there who basically, you know, they, they don't get the discipline they need. They Their parents either aren't there to watch after them or they just don't care. Or they, you know... But because my angle is just, like... It's just... All I know is, okay, we're all going to have, like, different perspectives on the situation. And if your kid is that mentally unstable, then you as a parent should be watching that child. That child should have some type of supervision. There should not be any weapons, whether it's a whip, knife, or a gun, where this child could, you know, hurt somebody. Like, this is, this is totally inappropriate for anyone to have anything laying around where he could go and do that. Because what if you could have got a hold of this girl? Then we'd have a whole nother story we're talking about uh, how this kid beat this girl with a fucking whip. I'm sorry, I'm getting mad because just the thought, if he could he could have really hurt her. And this whip was not a small little whip. It wasn't, it was, it was a real whip like what you would whip a horse with. And then it brings back, you know, it's it's triggering. That that's what I'm gonna say about it. it's triggering for me just to see him with the whip and the gold to knock on these people's doors and damage their property. Then let's get on the dad. So the black father went to go confront the um, white father about what his child had done because he also damaged their car. They have an Audi. Um, when he went there, I guess the dad was in the driveway, seeing him walking up, and he ran into his house. And the first thing he went to do was go grab his gun and threaten this man who just wanted to talk about what had happened and about the damages on the car, rightfully so. So this man comes out trying to be Billy Badass with his gun and ends up shooting. And his daughter was um, standing right behind him. He almost shot himself or his daughter. Like, that that's the type of environment that this kid is growing up in. And I wonder, where is CPS in, in this situation? Because how was your child allowed to grab a whip? Like, who the fuck has a whip just laying around? Exactly. Well, my thing is, is, like, the first instinct the father, the white father did was run and grab his gun. Right. Okay, for one thing, the, uh, the other family was really upset about the situation. Reasonably so. 
But there's still no reason for the other guy to grab a gun. It's just saying, hey, I want to talk to you about these damages. Right. And then you also said it backfired, right? Yeah. Almost hitting himself or was there like another person behind him? It was his daughter. His daughter was behind him. Okay, so yeah, gun went off and almost hit a girl or his daughter. CPS should have been like on that shit as soon as it hit. Yeah. Because that's basic child endangerment there. You almost killed your daughter. Yeah. Because like no matter what, if a gun fires, I don't care if it's like, oh, it, it hit to the left or to the right. No, you almost killed your damn daughter because of your negligence. Yeah, trying to be Billy Badass for no reason instead of handling the situation like a mature adult. And, you know, I it, it's a nice neighborhood where they live at in Texas. So I, all that wasn't even called for. He could have just came out there, had a conversation, paid for the damages, got your child in check, and he landed himself in jail, too. I'm happy about that one. I mean, he should. He should be under the jail. And hopefully his kids get taken away because, I'm sorry... Black children, Latino children get taken away for minor things that their parents might do or something happens. They want to take our children away. So what makes this different? Just because he's Caucasian? Like, hopefully, like, CPS comes in, the kids get taken away, see how, like, the kids are acting and behaving, and they're allowing this stuff to happen. Because, like I said, a nine-year-old should not be able to get a hold of a weapon. Right. No matter what. Like, if I saw, like, my kid, like... I don't have any kids at the moment, but if I saw, like, my own child walking away with a weapon, I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Right. But that that would make you a responsible parent because clearly he's getting this behavior from his dad because the behavior he exhibited is something that his dad did. He went and got a gun for no fucking reason other than you felt threatened because someone was confronting you what your child was doing and your child was in the wrong. And kids learn by example, so apparently they're they're setting bad examples. Right. Well, hopefully Texas don't fall through because, you know, they've been passing all those crazy anti-abortion laws and all this um, stupid laws. So hopefully they'll have its foot on its neck because the whole situation really has me upset as a black person. And it's just like, you know, we try to do things. We try to do things the right way. And it's just like... That's a reaction that we get because I've been in situations where simple things have escalated and I'm always wondering if I were white or, you know, full-blooded Asian, would it would have been different? Because it's always this stupid perception of we're wrong and somehow we're doing something to make the situation worse. And it, and it could be, you know, we're doing everything right to avoid a situation because like I said, that boy could have really hurt that girl. And the way he cracked that whip in the video, make sure y'all check it out. It's on the Neighborhood Talk. Watch the video. Because the way that boy cracked that whip, like, he, he would have disdamaged. Yeah, he wasn't playing around. He was wanting to hurt somebody. My advice, if your children are special needs and they go off like this, please get them some help. There's plenty of places to get them help. Please make sure that they're monitored. Because you don't want someone's child's blood on your hands because you were um, being the... Negligent parent. Right. Thank you, (laughs) Evie. But yeah, please get your children help if if it's a mental thing. And CPS, do your damn job. You need to take these children away from um, this household because clearly they're not being monitored. And if you have children that don't have a mental illness or anything and they're just simply causing trouble... 
step up and be a real parent. Please, like, be a real parent. Right. I'm just thinking, like, all the ways, like, growing up, if I would have exhibited that behavior and damaged property, my ass would have got got. Right. Like, I I can already see my mother or my grandmother snatching me up, and I would probably be bruised by the time they're done with me. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, the same here. I would have got my ass handed right to me doing some dumb shit like that. But he needs a little ass beat, and CPS needs to step in. I concur. Okay, I'd just like to bring up something real quick. What is it? Apparently, Christian Louisville Academy had their students write a whole entire essay trying to persuade, quote-unquote, this is just a uh, fictionary person, where they're trying to persuade their homosexual friend and explain why it's bad. Are you serious? I am being serious. In 2022, we are doing dumb shit like that. Well, yeah, it's also a Christian academy, so... It still doesn't excuse it, but that's a little bit too much for a Christian academy. Aren't you supposed to love thy neighbor? Well, here's the funny thing about that. Because I was reading through the article, and it said they wanted to explain, hey, I don't like this lifestyle, but I still love you. I have thoughts, I have opinions, I have feelings. First of all, if you don't want to be gay, this is some life advice, so everybody just like turn this up just a little bit and lean in. Don't fucking be gay. I'm sorry. I know this is not the go all segment, but don't be gay. Like, it's quite simple. It's none of your business what people are doing in their bedrooms or who they love or who they with or whatever the case is. That's never okay. That's preaching hate in my book. I don't care. You don't have to agree with the lifestyle, as y'all call it, or you don't have to be a part of it. It's, it's so simple. Just don't be gay. It's not that hard. If you don't like men and you don't like women, you don't want trans, you don't want this, then don't do it. Like, this is this is beyond crazy because I'm pretty sure there are some LGBT kids there. How is that going to make them feel? How is that going to make them feel about God and church? I mean, it's probably going to turn them off to, like, religion as a whole. Because isn't, like, religion supposed to be, hey... No matter who you are, I love you. Yeah, but people yeah. use religion all the time to hide their hatred and their, like, especially homophobic views. They they hide behind a Bible or yes, whatever. Yes, Like, no matter what, like, these are middle school kids. These are, like, kids going through, like, their development. And I hate to, like, put it like this, but if they're learning these examples from their teachers at this young of an age... They're going to lose friends. They're going to lose, like, family members, mainly because they they believe, like, this is 100% wrong, and it's not. It just it just makes them live in a bubble because you have to deal with everybody and their differences. Like, that's something you cannot escape in real life. Like, I don't understand it, why these schools aren't teaching acceptance and self-acceptance. Because there's LGBT people in there, even older people, when you think about it, you know, kids at that age, you know, they they have self-esteem issues sometimes. You know, they're going through changes. They're, you know, going through trying to figure out who they are and wanting to be accepted. And, you know, the suicide rate among that group is, you know, kind of high. So teaching that to them, you know, making, making them feel like, you know, oh, I'm... I'm a horrible person because I'm homosexual. That's, I mean, what, how... Yeah, the suicide rates just go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the more you don't feel accepted, and, you know, if you saw, like, an actual letter from your friend, like, keep in mind, this is just an essay. 
So it didn't go out to anybody, but it was like strictly imaginary. But if they were like actually had that conversation with their friend and just go like, I really don't approve of your lifestyle. I hate that lifestyle. But at the same time, I still love you as a person. It's just I don't want to be around you. Like, it's stupid. It's very tongue-in-cheek. I love you, but I don't love your lifestyle. You can't love me if you can't accept all of me. Exactly. Like, I can respect people because I have a um, person that I know that I work with. Um, we're, we're, We're really cool. We have a good relationship. But he told me that I don't agree with your lifestyle. But he's always shown me respect. So there's nothing like... It, I felt like it was disrespectful, but that he's a grown man. He has his views. I have my views. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go on my way and tell you about me shaking my ass in the club or who I'm dating or anything. You know, I, I understand people have their boundaries and their beliefs, and I could be respectful of that. But you also have to be respectful of my boundaries and my beliefs. It has to be a 50-50 thing. It can't be... I'm giving you 50 and you're giving me 10. Like, that's not that's not going to work. I'm just thinking of all the LGBT people who are there and what's going through their head while they're writing this. That's psychological abuse. Because what's going through your head while you have to write this letter to get a grade so you could pass and you have to write this hateful letter and you're writing it to yourself. Like, someone who dealt with depression and just felt like, in my younger years, I know who I was. I... I, I dealt with a lot trying to figure myself out because of religion and not and being LGBT. It was it wasn't the easiest time, and I'll, I'll be honest, there have been a couple times like I thought about taking myself out just because of like I'm not supposed to be gay because the Bible says this and I'm not supposed to be this way. That's a lot for a child to like deal with. How about we do things that are that are appropriate and teach self-acceptance not self-hate i'm sorry like both of these stories that we're covering are god they're pretty heavy issues yes yes they are and they both affect me in different ways you got a racial issue on on one hand and then you have this whole homophobic thing and it's just like it's a double whammy it's 2022 and we're still dealing with this bullshit and everyone wants to pretend like there's no homophobic people and there's no uh, racism and it's, it's rare and it's not. Like, I'm a black person. I don't care. I can tell you firsthand that we still deal with the bullshit. It's still here. And then being a gay person on top of that, we're still dealing with it. And everyone's up in arms about marriage and all this other bullshit. And then here comes the church spouting um homophobic shit. And it's like, uh, yeah, it, it makes me mad as well. And it's just like, what if, you know, that child just came out you know just came out and they you know the parents rejected them nobody you know they're already going through a lot and now they have to write a self-hate letter i mean like seriously what would yeah that's my sentiments exactly because it's just like why why are we why are we doing this to the youth why are we getting past these issues why are we continually bringing toxic behavior into the new generation and wondering why, you know, they're going up and shooting up schools and killing each other and killing themselves. And we wonder, and we sit there and be like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this, but look at what's happening. Like, that dad in the first story, he's he's horrible. You could tell. I don't need to know anything else. You, you got a gun. And then you have teachers in a church, Christian school, saying write this hateful letter and then telling you love them 
That's like saying, well, fuck you guys, and but I still love you, and I still want you to be on the show. Like, I'm going to sound fucking crazy. I mean, pretty much. Because that just throws me back to, like, when I was going through middle school myself. I had, like, friends in, like, the LGBT community back when it was, like, smaller. Like, I had gay and lesbian friends, and they were honestly afraid of talking about it. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, I'm older than you, and, like... Even the thought of coming out used to scare me because I had some really good friends who confronted me and were like, oh, you know, you're gay and it's okay. But the fear, the fear is real, especially when you're in a religious setting and you go, you're going to go to hell. You're going to burn for eternity. It's wrong. Like that really psychologically plays with you. And that's what people don't see. They don't see that struggle. They don't understand. And um, don't want to get too far into the whole religious part, but, you know, I went to a Catholic school from kindergarten through eighth grade, and I do have to say, like, religion itself, like, it's hypocritical, very hypocritical. You know, they they tell you that God loves everyone and, you know, love thy neighbor, and, and, you know, as long as you're a good person, you're going to go to heaven. But then they say, oh, you can't be gay because you're going to go to hell. God hates gay, you know homosexuals and all this shit and it's like it's so fucking hypocritical and it just religion itself can mess up somebody's mind you know it can mess it I I agree because in the the good book it says that no no sin is greater than other like you have all these people who are creating kids and who are Debbie parents who are not married you you have so much going on but y'all want to home in on homosexuality and you don't have to be a homosexual if you aren't born a homosexual. If you don't have those feelings, you don't have to be. But I want to put this out there. Because I'm out here, I'm on, you know, Grinder, Scruff, other little apps for gay people, whatever. And I've had the <laughs> I've had people with a whole bunch of religious stuff on these sites. You know, I'm looking for a good woman who's godly, and you women are here dressed like whores. Try to jump in my DMs and talk to me. Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, um, all kinds of religious people. And let me tell you, it's a crock of shit because they're all trying to, you know, come at me in a sexual manner, tell me what their fancies are. And here you are, you're spouting all this stuff and you have a proverbs in your um, profile. So it's wild that they're making people do this because we all know there are people who are undercover and this is why they remain undercover. This is why in certain communities, HIV is rampant because you get demonized for being gay and they tell us to come out and be proud and all this other stuff, but it's, it's a complete lie. And stuff like this only adds fuel to that fire. And then when the STD rates go up, you don't have to wonder why because it's right here in your face. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's just it, it's just ridiculous. Well, anything in religion, there's always a double-edged sword. Like I have been, I've had people like preach at me and how I live, even though like I'm just like a normal dude. Like, I, I believe in God and all that stuff. It's just I don't like going to church and I don't like being preached to. But you don't have to go to church. If you read the book and you know it thoroughly, you do not have to because God is supposed to be within you and you're just supposed to be self-righteous. Yeah, like, technically everywhere is supposed to be a church. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I had, like, Bible verses thrown at me just because, like, I, I didn't like going or I didn't show that viewpoint because in my personal head... I believe God really doesn't care. He just deserves. Right. 
I've had somebody tell me um, the reason why bad things have happened to me in the past and stuff, or, you know, why I have bad luck sometimes is because, oh, I, I haven't attended church in a while, you know, I need to go back to church. Oh. <laughs> what yeah. is that, like some pay-to-win game? <laughs> like, <laughs> hold up, if I, if I pray to God enough, would I win the lottery? You might, <laughs> according to the people, you got to give the uh, pastor enough money. Because I had a friend, look, I'm, I'm sorry we're, we're kind of <laughs> talking about other things, but this is what it is. But I had a friend who, um, her mom was down on her luck, and she was late on um, some bills. Church is supposed to help you. She went and asked, they told her she didn't donate enough to get help from the church. Then there's a story about a lady who was in her 90s, I believe this happened, back home in Detroit. Um... They kicked her out the church. She was old. She was there when the church was first built in like 19, uh, 1920-something. And she didn't give enough tithes. And they was keeping track of it. And they told her she could not attend the church until she caught up on her tithes. Like, uh-huh. you got crazy shit like that happening. But y'all worried about us homosexuals. Because yeah. we just out to get you. We have an agenda. Agenda I ain't seen or heard of. No one... If you're gay... You can email, <laughs> listen up, and you could tell me what is the agenda because I'm out here, I'm lost. Like, what really? What's the agenda? My thing is, religion shouldn't get paid. Thank because, you. like, every time when I see like a pasture in a limo or a private jet, I'm just, I just kind of want to run up and hit them and just go, like, oh, freak, please forgive me, Father. <laughs> Don't sue me. No, look, look, this, this church. Um, I think their pastor name is like Pastor Money or something like that. Pastor Money. Look, he got his congregation to raise, I believe it was $32 million to get him a private plane so he could um, go around the world. He had one before, but he needed a new one so he could go spread the word of God. That shit shit pisses me off. But, you know, Jesus only wore, you know, sandals and a in a, a toga, you know, he walked around Jerusalem and <laughs> he only fed like the poor and everything else like that. But you, meanwhile, you have like pasture money just ripping out his like master card, spending like millions all on the back of poor people in his congregation. How about 32 million for a college fund? How about 32 million to better the community? Let, let's do something like that. Not 32 million to buy a fucking plane. And I believe it was more than that. I, I, I would really have to like go back and look at this story and give you the correct number because it was outrageous. But they raised that money. But like no matter what, like a priest shouldn't be collecting that much money. Like, I mean, at most, I see like priests should live like a very humbling lifestyle. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, these pastors out here, they they, they need to live a humble They live good. They live good. They'll be in the poorest communities in the nicest Bentleys and Royce Royces and Phantoms that you've ever seen. Their wife is dressed in Chanel, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. And if I see that, I'm not going to your church because you're already like, not like isn't that like a, one of the major sins is greed? Yes, yeah. One of the... Uh, so... The, Seven, uh, um, so seven deadly sins. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Didn't Jesus kick down um, table in the temple because they were gambling and they were um, profiting off the poor? Like it's, just, it's messed up. That's that's exactly why I said earlier it's so fucking hypocritical. Like mm-hmm. it, just all of it. They're just nothing but hypocrites. And one last thing I have to say, 
to the parents of young LGBT people, please love your children. Please love them because the LGBT community is not an easy community to navigate in. They're going to need you. They're going to need that family support, that emotional support because they're already battling demons inside of them. And I don't mean like being gay or lesbian or anything like that when I say demons, but it's really conflicting when you realize like I'm not like everyone else. I'm different and it's hard we struggle a lot and even I like I said earlier I thought about taking myself out a couple of times because it is overwhelming feeling so please if you are um, a parent of a young LGBT youth just talk to your child love your child because it's 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 not an easy life to live it really isn't especially when stuff like this is going on and if you have a friend please just comfort them and tell everything like hey you're normal dude or girl, whoever they may be. Right. You might say someone's life and not even know it. Because yes. I had, like, many of my friends, like, when I was going to school, confess to me about that. And they they honestly said that I helped them just by listening. Yeah. And I, 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 I firmly believe that. Like, I've had people, before I came out, um, my best friend, he came out to me. And, you know, I was kind of religious, but... I told him, I said, I love you the same. Like, I don't care. Like, I've been new, you know, because <laughs> we like the same thing. But I knew and I accepted him, and I, I think that helped him out a lot. Yes, just be there for them, support them, and don't make them feel like they are rejects. And just pretty much treat them like a regular friend that they are. Yes. This next segment is called Go Off where we basically go off about anything that is on our minds that we just want to rant about. But this one is a special one because both me and b Rai have the same topic that we just want to go off on. So, b Rai, you go ahead and start. Okay, so recently I went into a bathroom, you know, just to handle business. And someone, <laughs> someone passed gas and... I don't know. They said, woo, at the end. And I'm, I know we're all guys and stuff, but um, I don't have toilet humor. So I did not find that impressive to uh, do that. And frankly, when I'm using the bathroom, whether I'm washing my hands or taking a piss, uh, I'm not in there to conversate with anybody. So don't do that. Let's have a little bit etiquette about ourselves and let people do their private business without being repulsive while we're in there relieving ourselves. And I have to say, I know it's like a very stereotypical thing for, you know, us women to go into the bathroom and conversate and gossip and chit chat and all that stuff. But I hate it. If I go into the bathroom, whether it's to pee, whether it's to number two whether it's to you know it's that time of the month and I have to change out something I do not want to conversate if I'm in the middle of doing any of that that is the worst time to say so hey hey girl how you doing how about the weather out there don't isn't it nice what are you doing this weekend like no shut up let me do my business you do your business if you want to talk real quick we can talk while we're washing our hands, but even then, I just want to get in and out. Like, I, I'm not in the bathroom 
to have like a, a huge social conversation. Like I, I'm just not one of those girls that does that. It, it annoys the hell out of me, it, especially if, you know, I'm just not like my stomach's not feeling good. And it's just, you know, not a really good time to talk. Just don't don't talk. Like we said last night, like it's social cues. Obviously, we're not in there to be social when we're in there. Like, I don't mind a, hey, what's up, while I'm washing my hands, but not while you're on the, <laughs> on the toilet, sitting there trying to have a full-fledged conversation and make jokes and stuff. Like, that happened to me recently, and I'm just ignored the person and walked out because it's not, it's not the time, it's not the place to do that stuff. And speaking of bathroom etiquette, there, there's different things that I know Mo, both me and B-Rye want to uh, talk about. Like, for example, flush the goddamn toilet. Yes. D- don't leave piss or shit in there. Flush it. Okay? D- I mean, I'm it's sure... It's not hard. Yeah, it, it's not hard at all. It's just, you, you know, you hit that little little button, and it, it just does it right for you. you or know? you hit the knob. Yeah. And it, and it flushes right down the toilet. It's It's free. I'm like, I will never understand who takes the crap and then just leaves it around. Like, I don't know. I think guys do it in E.B. Yuka. Uh, <laughs> do you think they do it to be impressive? Like, oh, I took this massive shit, so let me just leave it in. The next guy going to be like, oh, this guy was awesome. Look at this piece of shit. Like, I don't get it. Like, that's always struck me as fucking weird when people do shit like that. Like... The dude who was passing gas while he's going to the bathroom and saying, Woo! Like, for what? For what? Why are we wooing? Are we in the fraternity? I mean, that's the only type of people I could imagine, you know, doing that and getting a kick is some, like, college fraternity dudes. I don't know. Uh, What are your thoughts? (laughs) I don't know. I have not really, you know, thought about going to the restroom and, like, comparing shits, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, do I go in there and just like, oh, wow, I got to do something better about this now. (laughs) I guess. Like, even like at the place where I work out right now, like we have like automatic toilets. So it's like as soon as you sit up, it flushes. But even then, people leave their stuff. Like, like, how do you do that? How do you get out and just be like, I'm done? And, okay, this is kind of disgusting. So you might want to fast forward. But when I worked at a, a Kroger's, and this is way back when, when I was younger. Um, I had to clean the ladies' room, and some lady went in there. She took a, <laughs> she had explosive diarrhea. Let's say that, and there was no toilet paper in that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, no matter what, like like in the workplace or in a restaurant, as soon as you see that, you just think, well, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if I see if I see like you know any type of matter in in the toilet or any urinal, I'm just like, well, I guess I'll wait until I get home because I'm not gonna flush it for somebody else. I'm not gonna clean the toilet seat for somebody else. I'm not even gonna attempt it. I'm just gonna walk away. Well, th- that's what we were talking about, kind of about being you know having proper hygiene in our last episode because so many people. I don't know. Don't they, they, they don't care. They don't want to wipe. They don't want to wash their hands. And, oh, what kills me <laughs> is when people come out the stalls and then they exit. 
And it's like, and then they want to like touch you later on. Like, no. Like, want to shake your hand stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No. We don't know where your hand's been. You just walk out without even, you know, washing them or putting soap on it. Well, that's why I want to do potlucks. That's one of the reasons I want to do it because I've seen too many people come out of the stall and you know they were taking a crap and leave. And this is pre COVID. And then, you know. You would think with COVID being a thing that people would be more sanitary, but they're not. Yeah, I've, I've seen it happen, you know, as this pandemic has been going on. I've seen people just just leave the bathroom without even going, pat, you know, going anywhere near the, the sink. So it's like, what, unless you have hand sanitizer, but even then, like, just it's still, I, I rather, I rather, to me personally, I rather wash my hands. I rather, you know, get my hands underwater and scrub because I, I i'm not going to go out there and be touching stuff with germs and shit because you could get other people sick yeah and that's how a coli can happen too you know someone eats something with your fecal matter on there and it gets underneath your um nails and everything so it's just kind of like wash your hands it, it, it doesn't take that long to hit a little soap get some warm water Put your hands under there for a good 15 seconds. That's what they recommend. And go about your day after you dry your hands. Like, it's never that deep where you have to take a shit and then leave and go back onto the floor or go back to your job. That's just... You're just a nasty person. I don't give a fuck. Like, in my book, I'm judging you. Yes, you're nasty. And to the ladies... Well, first of all, this applies to both men and women. If you go to into a stall and there's just a little bit of toilet paper left you know just enough to for you to use it and you exit and you see somebody else that's approaching the same stall let them know that they're that you just used up the last bit of toilet paper because i've had that happen to me before and to me that's rude like if you're going to use up the last bit of toilet paper like because i i tell people you know i I just you might not want to go in there i just used up the last bit of toilet paper so just like be be courteous of that and for the ladies okay number one tampons aren't flushable they can clog the toilet do not flush them instead of flushing them or throw them on the floor like a savage or just hang them somewhere like they're fucking christmas decoration or something (laughs) i I mean i've seen some like foul ass shit like wrap it up like get some toilet paper wrap it up and then put it in that there's this usually a container right there oh i know what you're talking about like they have a um little trash component yeah yeah there's like a a, a little trash can basically attached to the stall put it in there same thing with pads like don't flush pads don't stick them onto the wall don't stick them onto the floor or ceiling because um kind of like a side story my dad had to um clean bathrooms at one time in his um early days and uh i forgot where exactly he was working at but he had to clean the bathroom stall i think it was my dad either sorry dad (laughs) if you're listening it was either you or one of your brothers but anyway somebody in my family had to clean the women's restroom and um some lady stuck a pad to the wall and it's don't don't do that like that's fucking nasty just wrap it up throw it away see i did janitorial work when i was younger like i said and i've encountered in the woman's bathroom like 
blood behind the um, toilet. And I didn't understand it or a whole pad rolled up in the back of the toilet. So I I can relate to that story. As far as the actual blood being there, the lady had to have like stood up on the toilet seat or something. And let it drip? Yeah. Because I mean, (laughs) I don't know how the hell that's, how the hell she could have done that. Now, like, when I used to work at Frisch's, they used to make me clean that women's bathroom. And when you said you throw it down like a savage, I'm used to seeing imagery of that. Oh, God. They were, like, everywhere, and they were hung, like, Christmas decorations, whether they're stuck or just hanging off of some surface, like the sinks. It's Yeah, it's nasty. It's like, if you don't do that kind of stuff at home, which I, God forbid, I, I hope you don't do that stuff at home. But, I mean, if you... Right. If you know how to, like, take care of your bathroom in your home, take care of the bathroom out in public, okay? Don't be leaving your tampons and all over the floor don't be you know taking a shit and then just leaving it in the toilet don't be just because someone has to clean that up like think about that someone has to clean that up and yes you know janitorial duties are a job but i mean you don't have to make it a shitty one (laughs) (laughs) facts because i mean when i seen that stuff like it was just trifling i just I wasn't raised like that, and my mom was not playing that. Like that—that's that's just nasty behavior. We can't—we're all adults, most of us, and old enough to understand like bathroom etiquette. Is, like, have some seriously. <laughs> so this is our next segment. What are you listening to? So, Biri, are you listening to anything new? Yeah, recently I've been listening to a lot of Black China. And I know you guys know her as a model and, you know, pursuing the Kardashians, but she also raps. And one of my favorite songs from Black China is Cash Only. Um, in this song, she's talking about just being focused on making her money, getting her bag. She's not focused on a relationship and she's not worried about one. And even though, you know, on my bucket list, it is to get married eventually. Right now, I find myself relating to that song a lot because I'm focused on making this money and getting the podcast up and running, getting my rap career up and running. So really, I don't have the time for a relationship, but I mean, if something came my way, I definitely would uh, make the time and the effort for it. But yeah, and um, some other songs that I like from um, Black China are Doom featuring um, Asian Doll, Thick, um, one of my favorite is Maui featuring designer. You guys probably know him from the um, Panda song. And um, have you seen her? That was her uh, first song she came out with. Like, I'm proud of Black China. Like, I've been following her for years, like I said before. And just to see her progress and her come up is, like, amazing to witness. Like, definitely check out um, Cash Only, Doom, Thick, Maui. And have you seen her? It's definitely worth a listen. And I have been listening to um, something that you actually introduced me to, B.R.I. Oh, what? Um, Kendrick Lamar's uh, song, Auntie Diaries. Oh, yeah. I love it. I have been listening to it a lot. And just the, the lyrics are so, they're powerful and they're deep. They are yes. very, it is a very deep song. I like I can't get enough of it and I'm so glad that you introduced me to it because oh, you're welcome. 
I've, I've listened to Kendrick Lamar before, but I've never really like delved deep into his music. So like I'm I'm just really glad that you introduced me to that song because like I think everybody should give it a listen. Definitely, because he's being so supportive to the um, trans community and that community, even though it's LGBT, it gets overlooked, and he's doing it in such a positive way. So definitely go check out um, Auntie's Diary because it's definitely you will not regret listening to that song. Exactly, and um. Apart from that, um, I've been listening to the Beatles, of course, especially since Abbey Road on the River is getting closer and closer. I'm getting to, like, the whole, you know, Beatles spirit, you know, peace, love, rock and roll, all that stuff. Right. I hope you've been listening to Come Together because you know that's my favorite Beatles song. Oh, yeah. Really have no song that I don't like. I I listen to all of them. Now, if you don't like the Beatles, I'm going to just... Intercepts for a second, aka. Listen to Come Together, like seriously. If you like Michael Jackson, you will get that vibe from that song. It's like a, um, almost like a soft rock song, but the way, um, who's singing it again? John Lennon. John Lennon, the way he's singing that song, it reminds me of like Michael Jackson in the way he's doing it, like with the um, attitude, even with the app lips. It's definitely worth uh, listening and checking out. I would agree, and there's there's a lot of songs that, um, especially as solo songs, that have kind of that same vibe, but there's just too many to list right now. But yes, I've been listening to the Beatles a lot. What you been listening to? E to the B. I've actually been listening to a lot of orchestra. Really? That's yeah. different. Yeah, there's a com- one composer that I've been listening to the most. His name is Peter Gundry. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has, like, his whole entire theme is, like, dark orchestra. Really? Yeah, he has, like, a song called Gothra. Then there's uh, Lilith and Salem's Air. And it's basically, like, giving you that, like, dark and creepy vibe. But it's actually beautiful music behind it. Nice. I'm going to have to actually check that out. Okay. Is it anything like the, um, I don't know if you've seen the Repo Man, the genetic um, opera. It had Paris Hilton. It's like a cult classic. I don't remember it that well. Ah, because they had some like um, really good music in there that was like kind of big orchestra and opera in there, of course. Nice. I'll probably have to check that out later. Yes, you will, <laughs> you will not regret it. And like, you have to check out the movie. The movie is actually like really, 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 really good. Um, do you have a favorite piece from this uh, orchestra? It has to be Gothra. Really? What do you like about it? Uh, just the violin pieces. I like hearing violin more than anything. Okay. I'm not big on orchestras, but I will definitely give that a listen. Yeah, because I, I honestly need to like listen to more orchestra. Um, I'll have to admit I don't listen to it as much as other genres, so I definitely want to give it, you know, give it a, a try and. Oh, yeah. My music taste is very weird, though. <laughs> yes, hey, we're open to all of it. Yeah. Because I'll do international one day. I might do pop. I might do um, techno, rap. Like, it'll never be the same. Like, I, I'm a music lover, so I would definitely check it yes. out. Like, I can listen to anything from, like, Mozart all the way to modern-day pop and not care. Like, I Look, switch genres so Mozart. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Mozart was the shit. Right. And, you know, all that music he wrote as he was, like, going um, 
that that was amazing. Beethoven. Oh shit. Yeah, Beethoven was the one that was going. That yeah. Mozart was like the Michael Jackson of his era. Didn't he? Go, he was crazy. Yeah, he went crazy. Yeah. That's what. No, but uh, he he didn't technically go crazy. People thought he was crazy, but he was just extremely immature because he had like that Michael Jackson thing where everybody's all eyes on Michael Jackson no matter what Michael Jackson was doing weird stuff. Right. That, that was that was pretty much Mozart. Okay. But okay. how Mozart died is still a mystery. I've seen a um, movie with Game Amadeus. It's called, yeah, Amadeus. Yeah. See, I, I know who I was. It was a slip-up, so don't be like, oh, he over here just trying to talk about <laughs> no, it's classic a classic com- artist. <laughs> it's a common mistake because, like, you, they were so close, up. and I know I watched a documentary and then mentioned that they might have like crossed paths. Like yeah, during like those times, like composers literally had to be like kind of tight knit because that was pretty much a small community by a large one at the same time. Because they were going to like possibly the same royal houses and performing. Yeah, because I know Mozart was like all over um, Germany and. Um, Think England. I want to say Italy too. Yeah, Germany, England, Italy. He he's been all over because he was that trial prodigy. And the same thing with uh, Beethoven too. Yeah, it's just Beethoven didn't really give a shit near the end. I mean, he was going through a lot. Like I I can have like a whole entire segment about how savage Beethoven actually was. Right, and you know they say he was black. Yeah, that that is still debatable in my opinion. Yeah, but it's one of those things we makes you think. It makes you think, but at the same time, I, I looked at portraits. But then again, it's like it's Germany back in like what? Not even like nineteen hundreds, eighteen twelves, but around that area. All right. I'm just thinking it would be kind of hard to have that much success during that time. But then again, I don't know what it was like back in those days, though. Right. We have other historical figures that you know were whitewashed that came out and they were a person of color so not far-fetched but you know we weren't there we enjoyed the music and hopefully one day we find out (laughs) one day right just gotta dig up their corpses oh god (laughs) (laughs) thank you for tuning in to listen up podcast with b rye ak and e to the b thank you for tuning in to listen up and we hope you enjoy our show We'll see you next week. Yes, make sure to tune in and tell your friends. Now, bye. 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 bye.